This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, welcome back. It's uh, 21 uh, January in the year of our Lord, 2023. It's Saturday, of course. Uh, longtime viewers and listeners of the show understand uh, Saturday is always my favorite show because uh, this is when my dad and I used to spend time together with the other, my other brothers working in the yard. Always my favorite. I had like nine jobs of working in the yard. Mo knows I'm a big Saturday morning. Let's get to work, kid. This is when I used to coach Mo in all her sports. Um, the... Um, by the way, the Lady Celtics, mm-hmm. the Lady Celtics, um, Naomi, uh, I got to go the book. And this is for the Warren Posse, the 3,500 volunteers. And of course, everybody in the audience has supported it. You put together this ebook, essentially, I guess, an expanded PDF. Uh, it's number one in many categories. I am really proud of the fact of the work that was done to get there. And I want you to explain exactly what's been done, how this has driven the narrative, uh, and uh, and uh, and where do we go from here? I know you got new reports to talk about, but I want to make sure the entire war room audience, the entire cadre, understands w- what's happened here. And we look, the power of this show is the audience, and you can see it right. throughout the country. Whether you're fighting to take over the Nebraska uh, Republican Party from the from the establishment, uh, whether it's the precinct strategy, uh, it's it just an everything in every level, the marches, the protest, all of it. One of the most important things we've done is actually change the narrative. This is why Tony Blair is kind of tucked away. Don't get me wrong. They're coming for us on this digitization. That's the plan. But it's not like he's the first speaker anymore. It's not like they're they're saying the Great Reset was great because this audience with leadership of people like uh, Amy Kelly and uh, and Naomi Wolf uh, have been able to galvanize this. Uh, So talk to us about the book. Talk to us about how people get it uh, and how you're going to add to it, ma'am. Sure. Well, I often get emails from members of the War Room Posse saying that they, they're sad when I'm sad, they're worried when I'm worried, and they're really, really happy when I'm smiling. <laughs> and so I just want everyone in the War Room Posse to smile today because it's a it's a big day. It's not just a big day, um, a big launch with incredible results that I'll tell you about for the War Room Daily Cloud Pfizer Documents volunteers and the amazing Amy Kelly, who created this incredible landmark set of 50 reports, um, over 700 pages that is indeed up on Amazon now, incredibly, in a Kindle version, as well as up on our website, dailycloud.io, in a uh, PDF version. But it's it's you guys who brought this day about because um, we never would have been able to do this without the support of the War Room Posse and also these 3,500 experts from all different fields all over the world um, came to us through you know, through the war room, through your advocacy, Steve. So everyone watching this should really take a bow. You've done something absolutely historic. And I can't even believe, I've published eight books. I've never seen anything like this. We've had no marketing budget. We have no PR. This is the first kind of national announcement that it's up for sale on on Kindle. And yet between yesterday and today, it went from being like 249,000 down on Kindle, Amazon, you know, slots to now it's within 5,800 on U.S. Amazon and uh, under 5,000, I think at about 3,500 of all Kindle eBooks in Canada. And it's number one in many categories, including in the best-selling lists on big categories like science and math and in education also. So somehow the censors, like either Amazon, I'm waiting for Jeff Bezos to notice and censor us or uh, for the algorithm to notice and censor us or else maybe, you know, times have changed. There's a new sheriff in town and they're going to let the algorithm bring this un, how can I put it? The, The credibility of the people who've written this book, the citations, the exhaustive research, 
the distinction of the people who put it together are so unassailable. There is no way to say this is a fringe point of view or this is subjective or, you know, these are conspiracy theorists. And so you guys, if you're listening, please send it right up into the top 100 because then uh, bestseller lists across the country, like the New York Times, will have to deal with it. And then it'll be in the face of people who try to lie about um, the truth of this great crime documents. Here's what's so important. I came at this, when we first started the pandemic, I came at this with, with no dog in this fight. The simple reason, as a kid and then as a naval officer, I took every vax that was, you know, hey, you got to go, you get this vax, you keep your mouth shut, you get in line, you get the vax. Now, I never bought into the flu vax whatsoever. When I got older, I said, what do we need this vax for this flu? And then it was really this audience and you, uh, Naomi, and others, the Dr. Malone's, the Dr. McCullough's, people I respected, people highly credentialized. But what always struck me is why would they allow Pfizer, if this was not some clinical trial, why would they allow Pfizer and these people to keep these documents for 75 years? I mean, this is like the Warren Commission. It's crap. Yeah. This is what they tried to do after Pearl Harbor. Right. Uh, this, and the, the Warren Commission, remember, Earl Warren said, not in your lifetime right. will we ever know what happened. Right? right, and and so I said, why did when name when name first came to me, he says, oh, you know, the federal judge <laughs> they're going to over reverse this because they had the things up for seventy five years. I didn't even get that point of it. It was bad enough the immunity that we have, but the seventy five years ago, why would they do that? And then as soon as it came out, and it was enthusiasm of just the, you know, the 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 basic audience member here that just jumped on this and what you did with Amy Kelly, and then you kept doing report after report after report, and that's what this compilation is, but. This evidence, this is kind of blunted their force. This is why Tony Blair's not the opening act at right. – uh, and you know they didn't have Fauci over there. Fauci's not there. Oh, the CDC yeah. woman's not there. They're not right. – and, and, and if you notice, doc, Dr. – I got up on Getter. Uh, you know, Dr. Wynn, right? You got you – got, we've had some big wins, Naomi. Dr. Wynn, who <laughs> I call her the Torquemada of CNN. <laughs> She's the head of the Inquisition. No, I, said, I had to say it. She's Torquemada. She, she's the head of the Spanish Inquisition. She's the worst, right? It's like the it's like the uh, it's like the the scene in uh, in Deer Hunter. You know, she, no, she was the worst. Told CCP, right? And now she's saying, oh, you know, upon further review, I think we're overstating this. You've got the queen of the lockups, the queen of the lockdowns in New Zealand. She was the poster girl for, for, for locking down everything, locking down everybody. Everybody's got to be vaxxed. you got to vax the sheep. In New Zealand, they got 5 million people and 29 million sheep. We're going to vax the sheep. She's gone. You know, oh, I'm, I'm out of gas. i got to get married. Uh, it's only that your approval rating is like at 9% and you're going to get wiped out. But this was all driven, uh, Naomi, by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., yourself, and others that said, hey, and by the way, you didn't, I mean, you, you were, you know, on the other side, you kind of came to this where the science, the evidence, and the facts lead you, and the data leads you. That's what I'm so proud about what this document is. And this document's kind of like, I know you've got the joint uh, uh, body of others, and you've got what coupled with the real Anthony Fauci. And the bodies of others is a, is amazing arc uh, of you in, in this whole effort. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s book, and by the way, it's subtitled, Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health, right? A, a couple of topics you've talked about, Naomi. That The Fauci book is, is about as accessible as, as a phone book. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a phone book, but you can't put it down. When you actually go and see, it's like, it's, like your, it's like the book on the reports. When you get it, you can't put it down because you're so gobsmacked about what you were told, and particularly if you raise like we are. Hey, you, you pay attention. When the school teachers tell you to do something, do something. When the school administration tells you you're going to get vaccine, you get vaccine. When you're in the Navy, hey, you got to get the 20 vaccines to go to the Pacific. You're going to get 20 vaccines. And you, just, you don't even think of asking a question. It's not, you're, not, you're not programmed like that. And then you read these documents and you go, hey, were all these like institutions actually lying to me? Were they lying to us the entire time? Naomi Wolf. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, this this book, uh, now that it's available on Kindle, which is so huge because of, think of the huge effort that went to censoring all of us, siloing all of us, saying we're crazy. Um, you know, the fact that this, this book ever saw the light of day, let alone is making its way very aggressively into mainstream book sales on Amazon, right? Um, is anyone who reads this book is going to 
recognize that they've been lied to consistently and, and dangerously and in a deadly way in many cases for the last two and a half years. And it's also, as I've said earlier, a blueprint for prosecution. That, you know, it is a, a massive record of crimes. And again, not in like a Jacques voice. These are scientists. These are physicians. These are biostatisticians. They just lay out the facts. Um, so it, it is it is stunning. And, so, and, you know, some books do change the world. I mean, I, I keep thinking of the Pentagon Papers, and it really reminds me of that. You know, like some books make a crime so obvious and so incom- incontrovertible um, that 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 the lies just crumble, and that's what's going to happen as this keeps making its way uh, into people's hands. Um, I, I guess I would also say we're only at the beginning of of the historical reckoning, though, because. Yes, people are stepping aside. They're getting out of the way of the freight train of prosecutions that are that is hurtling toward them. Um, but but it's up to us, right, to to not sweep this under the rug. I mean, if there hadn't been prosecutions no. of Nazis after World War II, if it had just been like, okay, amnesty, um, history would have been very different and much worse. It, accountability is, <laughs> no. is so hold important. It. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. This is Dr. Wen and... Uh, it was a Jacinda in New Zealand. They're they're the good Nazis. Remember, you go into Germany after the war. Hey, the Nazis. Who are these guys? Yeah, I, I think I heard about them. I mean, every, there were no Nazis, right? <laughs> Nobody knew anything, right? Exactly. Nobody knew nothing, right? That's that's Doctor Wen. You know, upon further review, yeah, you know, I think we're people with COVID, but people die with because of COVID. And and Jacinda, Jacinda the lockdown queen. No, yeah. you're going to have so many of these people coming forward now. Go, you know, I actually did go on CNN one time and raise an issue. No, it's all, it's, you, you got, and this is why the committee's in the House. And of course, last night, I just want you to understand on the Friday night dump, the, the Justice Department came back on the Biden top secret documents, Jim Jordan's first salvo, and they said, hey, look, uh, that's an interesting idea, but these are all under investigation, so we can't give you anything. It, it, Naomi, if you think they're going to, the Fauci records, I'm sure they're going to seal those hermetically seal them. The, the court fights over this are going to be massive, but you have to be armed. With the facts first. And remember, data science, and hey, I'm no scientist, but I can read these reports and see coming from the Pfizer data itself. And then you got to, you know, you got to sit there and go, hmm, I think I understand now why they wanted to keep it locked up for 75 years, which was absurd on the face of it. Naomi, how do people get to you? Because there's much more work to be done, right? You you, you guys are still pulling through this and other things that are released. Volume two is underway. And I really want to give a shout out to Kate Melgoza our associate editor who packaged this book and designed it and put it together. Um, we're actually doing a physical book uh, with the publishers of uh, that, that also published and distributed, um, not all Seasons Press, but the uh, book packagers who um, print on demand. So there will be a physical book within two or three weeks, um, which is very exciting. But um, I did want to say, you know, what we're finding out about the uh, the, the hidden documents with with President Biden. I think this relates to this document that you see here because our country was sold to our enemies, and this book documents an attack on the health and survival and well being and babies of the next generation here in America, and it's clearly an attack by our enemies. So I think those pieces of the puzzle fit together. So you can go to Amazon and look up Pfizer documents investigations team. And you can order it right there with one click for nine ninety nine. You can go to dailyclout.io and order the PDF for eleven ninety nine. Um, and you can read all the reports for free still on our website because we want to get the word out as far and wide as possible. And again, within a couple of weeks, there will be a physical book that you can order. Very exciting. And honestly, Steve and War Room Posse, this is you guys. You know, yes, we had geniuses working with us, volunteering. Yes, we have the unbelievable Amy Kelly um, and the unbelievable Kate Melgoza. But really, without the War Room Posse and and your cues, Steve, I mean, it is one of the great ironies of history that, you know, we get to save the country and save lives, all of us together. But it's it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, we're so grateful. So let's keep it going, everyone. Let's get it into the top 100, please. There's a new day dawning. There's a definitely a new day dawning. Uh, Naomi, thank you so much. Uh, honored to have you on here. That's what I was telling Rana yesterday. You can't unite the moneyed interest in the Republican Party. Is not You're not going to unite that. That's on the side of Big Pharma, trust me. That's why you can't unite that. It's got to be a new thing for me. Short break. One of the great heroes of our time, Todd Benzman, joins us next. The truth teller. And i got to tell you, 
We, we believe in signal. We've given it to you, and you're about to hear the noise that they're spinning in the administration. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com Bannon. That is PatriotMobile.com Bannon. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You know, they never stop. Uh, the War Room Engine Room just sent me a uh, – uh, Bill Gates didn't make it to Davos, but he did make it to uh, – he did make it to Australia. He's over there right now talking about, guess what, climate change with the uh, prime minister in Australia. He's uh, – Bill Gates – Bill and Melinda Gates spreading some money in Australia. These guys are everywhere. It's relentless. They're everywhere. But we're fighting back, and, you know, it's a it's – a, this, uh, this compilation book we've put together of your work – quite frankly, is, is extraordinary, and we're going to get it to be one of the top. It's already the top book in many sectors, but we're going to get it to be a, uh, a top book overall because this is the uh, facts, the data, the science, evidence coming from the Pfizer information they put out. I want to go to Todd Benson. Todd, uh, I'm so gr- it's so great to have you on, and one of the things I think the audience really appreciates, you always are months and months and months ahead of where this is going on the invasion of the southern border. And, um, and, and you've been laying out exactly what this regime is going to do. Walk us through the latest December numbers and exactly what you warned was going to happen, sir. Okay, well, the December numbers are the highest, uh, another highest in U.S. history, 221,000 apprehensions at the southern border for the month of December. That's the most ever. And to give you some perspective, in just uh, the first 90 days of 2023, we have exceeded in apprehensions the annual numbers of every year from 2009 to 2018. At this rate, we're looking at more than 3 million people that will actually be uh, in the country. Uh, that's the a number that's uh, higher than uh, you know the total populations of 17 states, bigger than the populations of Chicago, Philadelphia, and L.A. all combined. Uh, These are truly unbelievable numbers. Now, uh, what I wanted to point out, though, for the posse is that the numbers are going to be coming down sharply. They're going to look like they're coming down sharply next month. Uh, We're already seeing at the border, I've got sources down there saying it's dried up. People have stopped coming across And the Biden administration in their CBP press release about these numbers said, yeah, they're high, but there's great news that all of these categories, Nicaraguans, Cubans, uh, Venezuelans, are down 80 and 90 percent. And that's true. But that is the big success claim lie that you should start to watch for from this point forward. You're going to be hearing them say We have got the border under control, but it is a success claim lie. It's an epic accounting trick. And let me explain. What they're doing is they are rechanneling, using Title 42 pushbacks, they're rechanneling everybody to come through the ports of entry. They're pre-legalizing them on the Mexican side and bringing them in through the ports of entry so that they don't count in the accounting. And then they're saying, look what we've done. We have success. 
but just as many people and probably more actually entered the United States. And that's all that matters. That's really the only thing that anybody should care about is that millions and millions of people will still be coming through the through uh, the ports and getting into the country under something that they're calling parole, parole, humanitarian parole, which is an illegal use in an alternative parallel immigration system not approved by Congress that they just put in place. I know that's a mouthful. I'm happy to break it down any way you want after that, but. No, but you, 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 you've warned about this. I mean, this is a bigger uh, migration movement uh, and totally illegal in this country because they've gamed our – the administration, this regime wants them to do it than, than after World War II. So just in, in summary, people can start to see – they're already bragging about it, but you're going to have yes. just as many people coming in. They're just being yes. processed in Mexico. They're not coming across to the southern border. There won't be the bad optics. So That's right. The That's only cool. way to stop this – the only the, – the only way to stop this is to cut the money off to the uh, to the to the to the regime to cut uh, DHS's money off, sir. That's a great way to start. Uh, if people want to stop that, they have to, you know, look. A, a ton of money was was earmarked for the infrastructure to do the processing for this thing. Billions of dollars in that last bot, the omnibus thing that they passed. Uh, billions of dollars for planes, trains, cars, personnel, contractors, NGOs to bring that in. So yes, but the other way is uh, through litigation. Uh, There is some litigation in Pensacola, Florida that is challenging humanitarian parole, their use of humanitarian parole like this. That case is rested now. There's a judge, a federal judge in Florida that is now contemplating the arguments, it's a Trump appointee. Uh, so keep an eye on that Pensacola, Florida case, Florida versus uh, Biden. You've warned us about this, and I want to get into the details on it next week. Let's go ahead and play the package. I want to see just the – you talk about the investigative committees. They're in full meltdown right now. Let's go ahead and play this while we got Todd. There was a time when committees were really, really important, and there is work that they do, less so in a – in a particularly polarized Congress, but there's important work that's get, get, that gets done. The average American doesn't really realize the relevance of all of these extremists being put on committees, but what does it mean? Well, we have two basic tasks on committees. One is to pass legislation, uh, which is long, cumbersome, and difficult. We have hearings and you know work on coming up with policy on any number of different things. And on my committee, we pass the National Defense Authorizing Act every year, uh, which sets defense policy for the country. But the second thing we do is oversight. Um, and that oversight, as you laid out, an excellent uh, history there of what the committees have done, can be oversight over a wide range of things. It's certainly at the start of it is the executive branch. My committee exercises oversight over the Department of Defense, and you want to, as the voice of the American people, keep an eye on what the Department of Defense is doing and bring bring to light problems and hopefully correct them. Um, and that is an appropriate use of the committee. But the committees you're on give those members the ability to basically cross-examine whatever witness the chairman wants to bring in on whatever topic they want to bring, bring in and on. And that's a really important role and something that Congress needs to do. But when you put people like Jim Jordan and, yes, Kevin McCarthy in charge of that process, what it becomes is simply a MAGA extremist agenda um, that lays out the conspiracy theories that you described. And I think I, I heard uh, Jamie Raskin describe it best as the, the Insurrection Protection Committee. Right. And that's the key point here. Normally, these committees are designed Mag- to Mag- investigate Mag- policy Mag- and Mag- make sure. Extremists. Yeah, it, it, it's. You know, they had on MSNBC, or they had on Alex Wagner last night, we'll get this cut for Monday, about how the, how, um, the, the, after the January 6th committee, there's been no change in public opinion about what people think about it. And they blame that on Fox, but the reality is the blame is on them because it was a kangaroo court, it was a show trial. Todd Benzman, how can people get to you to get the, because you're going to be a big factor in this, uh, in the beginning of the impeachment of Mallorca's, just given the data and the evidence you have, how do people get to you? You got a new book coming out, but how do they get to you at CIS and all the different aspects that you've laid out? Because this is another called shot, just like just like Naomi. You've been telling people about this. First off, this invasion, the engine room just sent me, I think, four million uh, U.S. troops served in Europe throughout the entire war, right? Different people rotating, but four million. That's going to be less 
than this uh, than the invasion. And, and MSNBC was mocking it the other day. They said, oh, these conspiracy theory guys say there's an invasion on the southern border. Yeah, there's an invasion of our country. There's no doubt about that. And there's 35 million illegal aliens in this country today, at least at a minimum. Todd Bensman, how do people get to you to, to follow this? Sure. And by the way, I mean, the numbers are just nonpartisan. I mean, whatever side you're on, the numbers are the numbers. They're massive, huge, historic. Okay. You can reach me at uh, Benzman Todd on Twitter, T Benzman at Getter. Uh, my book, Overrun, by the way, uh, just, um, just showed up at my doorstep yesterday. Uh, we'll be out in a month at bookstores. You can pre order it right now. And um, every, all my writings are at cis.org, Center for Immigration Studies. By the way, your new exclusives for Daily Mail are getting a ton of traffic, so keep that up. The Daily Mail, the biggest paper and biggest website in the world. To see Todd Benson out there, these exclusives are just incredible. So, Todd, uh, and with the data you're providing. So thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Thank you. Do I have time to play the Ukraine package? Can I go and play the Ukraine package to tee up? Let's go, let's, let's go and play Ukraine. Yeah. Ukraine's going to get all the help they need. Are you frustrated well, that Germany well, is on? Are you going to meet Mr. McCarthy, sir? Are you going to meet Mr. McCarthy next week, sir? Kevin McCarthy said no blank checks. That makes sense to me. We're not asking for a blank check. I'm not. I'm asking for military aid to accomplish the purpose of driving Russian invaders out of Ukraine. If Putin gets away with this, there goes Taiwan. If Putin's successful in Ukraine is not prosecuted under international law, everything we said okay, since World that, War that, II that, that, that's, a, that's a total lie. That's a total lie. And I have no earthly idea what Lindsey Graham is doing with President Trump next week in South Carolina. Lindsey Graham pushed, I got up on Getter, he pushed the $1.7 trillion omnibus He's, and his excuse was, or excuse, not excuse, he bragged about it, the massive increase in defense spending, which has got to stop, and also Ukraine. He said, we had to get Ukraine. He's over, there for, uh, he's over there for a total blank check, and Ukraine has nothing to do with Taiwan, nothing. In fact, the money we're shoveling into Ukraine has to be spent on the 7th Fleet in the, in the, uh, in the uh, South China Sea and the Straits of Taiwan and around for the defense of Taiwan. There's no... The Ukraine situation is a border dispute, Russian-speaking Ukraine, between Ukraine, the Russians, and, hey, the EU and the Europeans. And if they want to pay for it and they want to drive the Russians out, that hey, that's the decision of the people of Ukraine with their arms and their weapons. And now we're talking about we've had the head of the CIA there this week briefing Zelensky, the American head of the CIA. You've had the American head of the Joint Chiefs there. You've got this collection of senators led by Lindsey Graham, which I have no earthly idea why he's around President Trump. He's a cancer. He is a cancer that's metastasizing. And President Trump's got to be warned. There's nothing good that comes from having, you know, Mitch McConnell's mini-me, the snake, Lindsey Graham around you at all. Coming back, Vatican, Ukraine, all of it next. Give the Ukrainians what they need in short order, and it could actually change the outcome of the war. Well, Estonia has actually uh, been at the forefront all along, and this week we decided to actually give 1.1% of our entire GDP to to Ukraine, which is um, as much as some countries devote to their own defense. I was going to say one thing on this whole issue of uh, Germans giving tanks. The issue is not so much that the Germans don't want to give tanks. It's that there are they have end user agreements with 12 countries that also have these tanks. What they are not doing is allowing the 12 other countries to give leopards to the Ukrainians. So it's not merely a matter of Germany saying, "Okay, no, we're not going to donate. We're getting a lot of this. I love it. Here's the thing. we got German tanks going across Ukraine, shelling Russian people. Forget the people that run Russia, the KGB. Evil, evil, evil. The Russian people took the, blunt, uh, took the brunt of, uh, of the Wehrmacht in uh, 41, 42, 43, right? Around, in and around Ukraine. Kursk, biggest tank battle in the world, Stalingrad, all of it. Not a good optic. Not a good optic. Not a good optic at all. 
Mo, you were you came back out of Iraq. You were you went on an assignment, and I think they're the same tanks. You actually were in a thing to take Abrams tanks that had been taken out under Obama and take them back to Europe. Correct. We did. So I went over on what they called at the time uh, training rotation, but now they've extended it to deployments over to the Baltics. And my unit, we took roughly about 20 Abrams and about 10 to 15 Bradleys, which in this military package that we are now giving to Ukraine, we are giving 59 Bradleys and 90 striker um, combat vehicles. And they both have ammunition systems at the top of them. So the Bradley can be confused as a tank at times, um, but it is also a personnel carrier. But we're giving them that and thousands upon thousands of uh, ammunition. And we're also giving them, the equipment we're giving them is worth the equivalent of two armor brigades worth of equipment. So we're not only taking that away from our fighting force and giving it to them, we're making ourselves weaker by giving it to them. When did you, you deployed in the spring, if I remember correctly, you deployed in the spring of 2014? I did. So I left uh, Fort Stewart, Georgia in April of 2014 to go over to Germany. And I also, so I was a logistics officer. I oversaw, I was part of the brigade support battalion in my unit and an armor brigade. And I oversaw the equipment leaving the states from multiple installations to the port, to the port in Germany, from Germany to all of the Baltic states. And my brigade, actually, the person that was supposed to do that didn't show up. So I had to oversee all of it moving from the port in Germany to the Baltics. But to for, to spring of 14, remember, there are no conspiracies, but there's certainly no coincidences that um, the, uh, the color revolution – that overthrew the democratically elected government of Ukraine. And by the way, the guy that's a president was clearly a Putin guy, not a good guy, uh, but it was elected. And hey, I know they said the election was rigged, and go prove the election is rigged. A color revolution backed by the same characters you got at the State Department today, the color revolution as uh, Darren Beatty and Raheem Kassam, and Raheem was over there at the time during the reporting for Breitbart, overthrew that government in January, February, March, I think, you guys deploy in, in April. So the Ukrainian president fled the country on February 22nd, yeah. 2014, and then we left in April of 2014, and we knew that we were leaving prior to that. So yeah. this wasn't just, oh, you're just going to happen to go over there. They pulled us. They pulled my unit from the patch chart. So oh. for all the listeners and viewers that are not former military, there's a patch chart to determine like if you're going to Afghanistan at the time. You know, we still had people going over to Iraq. They pulled my unit from the patch chart going to Afghanistan and sent us over right. to Germany and the Baltics um, this with was all this planned. in mind, 100%. I wonder, what Joe, I wonder what Joe Biden got paid for this. This is all interconnected. We're going to get into all the details of this in the coming weeks. Go ahead. And the first rotation, it was just a training rotation, but it was right. 60 days. Now they went up. The second one was 90 days. Then it went to 120, now it's a and, and now it's like nine yeah. months to a year yeah. deployment that people are going on. Those tanks are the tanks they're talking about. Remember, we're escalating rapidly because they want to give battle tanks now. They want the Germans to go first, so they want to give battle tanks to the Ukrainians. Uh, ben Harnwell, you're at, uh, you're at the Vatican today. I don't want to – we've got to get into what you were talking about, but the Ukraine situation – Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be doing a lot more in Ukraine because we have to because this thing is starting to accelerate at an accelerating rate. The head of the CIA is over there this week briefing, uh, personally Zelensky. You got the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff is in a country that's not an ally. Remember, Ukraine is not an ally of the United States of America. And if this wants, if you want to continue this, it should be the Europeans, should be the NATO part, the European part of NATO, and the European people, the Italian people, French people. Hey. Belly up. Give up your health care and start writing big checks. The, Amer the Republican Party and the MAGA wing, America First, here's how much you get, Lindsey Graham. Zero. Zero. And that's why Lindsey Graham shouldn't be anywhere around President Trump in South Carolina. He's just going to be spreading all this nonsense about Ukraine when he's around President Trump. Uh, ben uh, uh, Harnwell, thoughts on Ukraine right now from a European perspective, sir? Um, morning, Steve. Morning, Captain Bannon. Yes, well, you know... <laughs> Here in Europe, people don't want to be pouring all their money into Kiev either. The thing is, we're hardwired here in continental Europe to thinking that the Yanks will pay. And unless that message clearly comes out from Washington that America is not going to be paying anymore, 
Europe is just happy to tag along and think, well, you know, one way or another, we'll, we'll get the money back from America. And, that, and that's the situation. That's definitely the message coming down from the respective governments here across continental Europe. And it's a message which I'm sure is, is being soothed and, and, and approved um, behind the scenes from, um, from, um, from the White House. Oh, no. Uh, Biden said yesterday, jump in here. You got to grab the mic in the war room, baby. No, Biden said yesterday, whatever they need, it's an open one. Lindsey Graham says it's not a blank check. That's a bald-faced lie. Lindsey Graham's over there telling them, uh, we're going to take care of these America first guys. They're just a bunch of extremists. I'm in with Trump. I'm tight with Trump, and I'm going to take care of it. And, uh, and Biden's sitting there going, no, it's whatever. It says unlimited, whatever they need. And this is taken but, back Crimea. The New York Times is reporting we're, we're going to target, we're going to do targeting for the for the uh, for the uh, for the Ukrainians in Crimea. They're going to they're going to their plot. Their plan is to take all the eastern territories back, all Crimea back. If that's your plan, God bless you. Go with God. See, do it. I'm a nationalist. Go do your thing. But hey, you're not going to do it with American weapons. You're not going to do it with American money, and you're certainly not going to do it with American boys and girls. Well, I just want to say what they're doing now and what they did when we were over there with the equipment and then units coming over there and falling in on the equipment. I just want to draw it back to that's exactly what we did in Iraq and Afghanistan. We took equipment over there and unit upon unit deployed and fell in on it. That's exactly what we're doing over there right now. And everyone needs to open their eyes and see that. Mo is very upset because her grandfather, her beloved grandfather, used to tease her, saying, "Hey, did you leave all that equipment that ISIS finally got as a logistics officer on your wreck tour?" We'll get, we'll spend more time on that this week. Ben, go ahead. You were going to say something about this no, Ukraine I was, situation. I, I was going to say uh, this week uh, the Italian Foreign Minister Antonio Tajani was in the, the the newspapers because he'd said that um, look, nobody wants war, but we're arming for peace. That was that was the um, that was the, the way that they're selling this massive, unprecedented escalation. And the reason why they're spinning it like that, because of course, once we're in war, they'll expect the usual patriotism to, to swing in, as, as I'm sure that will be the case in the United States as well. But until that moment is, we're being lied every step of the way, as you were just quoting um, Senator Graham. Um, the reason it is, and it's, so, it's so obvious, hardly even worth saying it, but the reason why they're lying us in step by step is because if they told the truth, there'd be a revolution. People would just, it would just be, these governments would be overthrown. Nobody wants this war, which is why we're being lied into it. By the way, so Millie's over there, the chairman of the Joint Chief of Staffs in Ukraine, in Kiev, giving his presentation. He says, tells the press, more than 200,000 Russian troops have been killed in this war, and we're coming up to the one-year anniversary. Okay, 11 months right now. Over 200,000 troops. The head of the EU, President of the EU, already said more than 100,000 Ukrainian troops have been killed. And we know from DOD, they're saying at least 40,000 essentially women and children, civilians, have been killed. That's 350,000 roughly in 11 months in the charnel house that is Ukraine. Okay, that's why they must come to the negotiating. The only way to come to the negotiating table is to stop Biden and Lindsey Graham from escalating this war with American money and American equipment. And now you got strikers over there. You got Bradley's. This is escalation. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is nothing but Vietnam all over again. You're going to start with the, you know, start with support, start with the advisor, start with equipment. Next thing you know, you're going to have combat when they're in Crimea and they're trying to hammer it out in eastern in eastern uh, Ukraine, Russia-speaking Ukraine, eventually they're going to need combat troops, and NATO's not going to supply them. Okay, NATO. Remember, Germany just announced the two weeks ago they have the highest level of conscientious objectors in the history of the country, young men avoiding the military. You know why? They're going to avoid it. They don't want to pay for it. They want the Americans to pay for it. Well, I was not even going to go to Vietnam. I was just going to say Iraq and Afghanistan. We just got out of a 20-long-year war in Afghanistan, botched by Joe Biden. So... Can you imagine it's by sending more equipment over there, we're escalating. We don't want to get back into another 20-year-long battle. Oh, the Defense Department does and the DOD and the defense contractors. The, the American people don't, especially the service members that, once again, we see PTSD. All the after effects of war by escalating, by sending more equipment over there, That's we're just going back into what we just came out of. 
Uh, by the way, Biden did the botched extraction, but the tw- the 20-year war was Republicans, uniparty Republicans, the same collaboration, the Lindsey Grahams of the world. They got you into $9 trillion, what, uh, 8,000, 9,000 combat casualties, and that doesn't count the 15,000 contractors, 20,000 contractors who are all Americans, right? Just ser- service members over there working, uh, you know, off basically off the payroll of the Defense Department, but still as a contractor. Well, and on top of that, all the deaths, that, we're just counting the deaths that occurred in country. Yes. Think about all the ones that happened after they got home because of what happened over okay. there. It's terrible. Uh, ben, uh, Harnwell, we'll come back to you on Monday. We're going to have some more about Taiwan and Ukraine. I've got to go to this. And it's normally stories that we don't cover. We don't do a lot of the murders, stuff like that. But this one is so over the top, and it deals with the CCP, the secret deal of the Vatican, and one of the worst human beings ever in American history, Cardinal McCarrick, or I guess just McCarrick now. He's been uh, defrocked. Walk it, tee it up now. We're going to come back to the break. What are we talking about, this kind of blockbuster story of a – uh, uh, individual that forewarned about his death? It's astonishing, Steve. It's um, an, a senior editor at American Spectator, George Neumeyer, tweeted less than a month ago that due to the investigative research he was doing on the corruption in the Vatican, he feared for his life and said that there will be uh, murders. I'll read the tweet when we come back after the break. There will be murders, possibly even his own. One month later, Steve, he's dead. Um, and I'll, I'll just be explaining a bit more on what's going on here after the break. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We got uh, Mo Bannon uh, about her, uh, her uh, what is it, your, I guess your, Eastern, your Baltics experience. All, it was all prepping for Ukraine. They knew exactly at the time what they were going to do. They were, Obama took those tanks out, took all that logistics out. They pre-planned this starting at 14. As soon as they got the color revolution, Victoria Newland and these these uh, demons, okay, that caused this in the first place. This all ties through Trump's uh, impeachment. It's all of a piece, which we're going to be breaking down in segments in, in the uh, uh, next week. Short break. This story out of the Vatican is just absolutely incredible. Uh, ben Harnwell is going to join us, read some tweets that are going to put you on the edge of your seat next in the world. Stephen K. Bass. room chats on fire as it should be. Give us your uh, give us your feedback, Mo. So one of the comments said, "Thank you, Mo. Our troops are not expendable fodder for their proxy war. That's a money laundering scheme." Amen. Uh, today, you and Grace Chung, I will be on it also. But we're gonna, we're going to do a live stream on Diamonds uh, Diamond Hardaway's uh, funeral. Correct. It'll be on the War Room Getter. Um, the doors open at three in the. The actual funeral memorial service starts at 4, but we will be starting our stream at 3 p.m. today, so, Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time. President Trump's going to speak at the service, and Mike Lindell's going to speak and others. So you don't want to miss this. This is a great American. Diamond, uh, diamond up, diamond, and silk. And the silk will be there, obviously. So we'll be covering it. We'll be doing up on Getter. Make sure you download Getter. You get such an incredible experience on there with all the live streams you got. You get the Ben Harnwell uh, War Room Rome, which Foreign Policy Magazine it says is a must-watch uh, show. Ben, walk me through and start with the tweets. This is a guy that foreshadowed or told people that his investigative reporting, what he was working on, could lead to his death, and now 30 days after he did that, he's dead? Yeah. Um, in fact, the 23rd of December, uh, he responded to a tweet which said, McCarrick is the Epstein, uh, the Jeffrey Epstein of the church, very good way of doing it. Uh, I would add to that, there's a, there's a bit of Jeffrey Epstein there's in, in Cardinal McCarrick, ex-Cardinal McCarrick. There's a bit of um, Archbishop Marcinkus, the famous um, uh, president of the Vatican Bank. Um, and there's, there's a bit of Don Corleone um, as, as well. He, he, he has all the, uh, all the attributes. A dangerous guy. And that's why George Neumeyer said... In response to that tweet, McCarrick is the Epstein of the church, and I suspect there will be some murders before this is over, maybe even my own. I'm not joking. This is getting scary. That's what he posted on Twitter on the, um, on the 23rd of December, and on the 19th of January, he's dead. Now, the, and this is, this is a serious 
journalist. He's written uh, a book, very critical book, on, on, on the current uh, uh, Pope Francis. Uh, he's done a lot of investigative journalism and, co- and, and covering corruption in the Catholic Church. He was out in Africa on, on assignment in the Ivory Coast. Now, the thing is, uh, Steve, m- malaria, it takes about a month to die from, and it's relatively easily treatable. So that there are journalists, you know, asking questions is some, some, something that journalists sometimes do. So here are some questions. I am not saying that George Neumeyer was murdered, but I'm not even going to go down that. But I'm going to ask some questions that need to be answered. And I'm very surprised that so many people are, are rushing out into print within 24 hours saying, no, there's nothing to see here, folks, move along. There are some questions, right? Was Neumeyer, um, had he taken the, the, the hydroxychloroquine of, of, of famous COVID memory as a precautionary treatment before going to Africa? It's absolutely true that Malaria is prevalent in the Ivory Coast. The Ivory Coast is one of the 10 most fatal countries for malaria in the world. But we're not in the malaria season. The, 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 the real season is between April and July. So it is out of season. Um, so is there going to be a private autopsy? The first thing I would like to see when someone issues a tweet like this and then dies within a month, I would like to see a private autopsy. What is interesting, Steve, is that the U.S. consul came out within 24 hours with a, it really was a nothing to see here, folks, move along. We've tested, the, the, we've tested it. He died of, um, we've tested the body. He died of uh, malaria. Now, Steve, anyone who spent time overseas, I spent time overseas, you spent over times in service, um, Captain Bannon spent time overseas. Anyone who spent time overseas and had, has had anything to do with consular services or any kind of diplomatic, they're more slow-footed than your than your civil servants at home. In fact, they they're so slow, they're so lethargic. They make the guys back at home look like uh, Speedy Gonzalez's. So I'm amazed, really amazed, to the point of incredulity that the U.S. consul can come out within 24 hours and say, you know. We've tested the body. It's malaria. No need to worry, folks. Move along here. I would like to see a private autopsy conducted in the United States before I would be satisfied that there was, there was nothing untoward going on. And the other question, Steve, finally that I would ask is, he tweeted, um, I think, about seven to ten days ago that he had food poisoning. Okay. So um, my, my question is, and he was very late in going to hospital. I'd like to know, as far as I'm aware, the Ivory Coast doesn't have a, a, a national health service, so it'll be a mixture, I suppose, of some hospital provision um, and, and mostly uh, private. You pay what you what you can. The one health care service right across the African continent, famously, is run by the religious orders of the Catholic Church. I would like to know where he died and in whose care he was when he died, because it is at least worthy of comment that a man who has written one book on negative, very negative book on Pope Francis, who's uncovering a massive financial scandal so large that he says he fears for his life against the Catholic Church, should should roll in um, to a Catholic hospital of all places um, and, and die basically from one day to the next. These, Steve, are serious questions. Journalists should ask questions. That's what I'm doing here. I don't know the answers. That's why I'm asking these questions. But it, certainly more work needs to be done to find out what, what is the rea- reality of the situation. Cardinal, ex-Cardinal McCarrick, not a nice guy. Um, and if he isn't going to be, if he's not so thuggish, I mean, he's a Godfather 3 type figure. But if he's not so thuggish to order someone to be bumped off, he certainly had business dealings with people who would do that themselves to protect their own interests. And so these are the questions this, that we should be a, asking. This, you have Cardinal Pell... And then you have this, hey, you know, we're, we're going to be all over this because this, there's too many coincidences, right? And Newmar was onto something big, this massive scandal, and McCarrick is one of the worst creatures on earth. Ben, we got to bounce. How do people get to you over the weekend on, uh, on your social media? I'll, I'll obviously be updating my feed, Steve, if there's any more news coming in on George Newmeyer and his, and, and his mysterious demise. My feed is simply my surname. It's at Harnwell. Get as my exclusive platform my post at Harnwell, uh, and I look forward uh, to joining many of the 
great war room posse that, that is frequently there um, in the exchange of messages. Thanks for going over to St. Peter's and doing this, Ben Harnwell. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Um, everyone can find me on Getter and Twitter at Maureen underscore Bannon, also on Instagram at Real Maureen Bannon, and you can watch my feed or my live stream from the March for Life yesterday on my Getter. Three o'clock Eastern Standard Time, the funeral of the, or the, the, the celebration of life for Diamond with President Trump, Mike Lindell, you and Grace Chung will be live streaming. On War Room's Getter page. War Room's Getter page. I'll be on there too. See you Monday morning at 10. We're well, up on Getter all weekend. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.